This week on RPG Cast, we talk about a guy who spent $10,000 on a World of Warcraft character, what happened at that New York City Phantom Hourglass release party, and whether or not we'll ever see Mother 3 showing up in English. Yeah, well, we can dream, right? Welcome, everyone, to RPG Cast for the week of October 1st, 2007. We're gathered again. We've got myself, Chris Privetier, also known as Sabin and Nabul. We have Brian. Say hi, Brian. Hello. Also known as Ethelred. Got Michael Tidwell. Hello. Also known as Fire Mist. Anna Marino Field. Hi, everyone. Also known as Paws. And Lost Keeper. Oh, no. Majid Athab, also known as Lost Keeper. Say hi, Majid. Hello. Yeah. All right. Hello, panel. So, we've got some interesting stuff today. Though, it's kind of a light news week, but we're going to do our best to keep you guys entertained and have a good RPG cast for you all. Um, why don't we just get into it and talk about the thing on everyone's mind. And the reason Majid Atham is on the podcast this week is because he had a chance to go to one of the most exciting things that happened the past week that I really wish I could have gone to. Uh, tell everyone where you went. Uh, I went to the Nintendo World Store this past Sunday to attend the Phantom Hourglass party just right before the regular launch date. Awesome. So what what were they doing at the party this week? Well, it, it was a three-hour party. It was pretty short, but they, uh, they, they sold the game. You could pick up a, your own copy pretty early. Uh, you could take photos with Link, just uh, join in it any one of the contests there were a lot of contests so it's just and you could play the game on the you could demo the game at the gaming stations they're like 24 so it's easy to just go and pick up the game and play it did you buy it oh yeah i bought my own copy definitely played it last night and a bit this afternoon sweet so what kind of crowd was at this thing i'm Oh, it was, was an, yeah. everyone, you know, everyone from, like, probably, like, five years old to, like, 40. So the crowd was varied, you know, but, uh, just games of all uh, ages. Were there some freaks dressed up as Pikachu? Uh, no, no. It was mostly Zelda cosplay for the contest. There was a cosplay contest. Yeah. But so but nobody that- nobody was dressed up as, like, um... Any, anything else. Besides. So Zelda cosplay, which basically means only Link or Zelda, or was there any more creative costuming? I you think could put a pig I saw, mask on and do Ganon. I think I saw someone wearing like a like a Majora's mask or something. Ah. That's creative. And there was a I think like there were two people wearing those masks and everyone there were about like five links, I think, or less. There's probably less. Uh, it's not very but, many. But I don't know. You can check the photos. I had a few up there. Sweet. The news story that we had said that there was some sort of special thing that you know, everybody was going to be secretive about that was going to go on between two and four. What was that? That was that was just simply them getting ready to sell the game. They didn't want to advertise it because you know it, it, it's a uh, one full day ahead of the regular. Uh, retail uh, release date. That was that was it. That was the big secret. They were going to just sell the game. They didn't announce that ahead of time. 
Uh, nice perk if you showed up. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, most like people get to get the they... game like a day early. It's not that great. Uh, two days. Okay. Yeah, two days for the two rest of us. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> being a sour grapes here because I didn't get. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> well, a lot of people that did show up as well missed out on the. Uh, There's a limited edition Zelda uh, DS. It was like. I yeah, I'm looking at this in your photo. It looks fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 golden green, and it, it was only like 280 bucks, which you know it's a one of a kind thing, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. I mean, the Crisis Core, how much is it going for on eBay or something now? It's like 400 well, something. Yeah, you can but only it's import like, it for like 400 dollars. Oh right, but I mean, that's 77,000 that copies. Was hot. I mean, the quantity. This, there was one lucky I, I'd probably gamer. still rather have the Crisis Core than the than the Link DS, but I'd still that like Crisis it. Core PSP was hot. So they had them for sale there for two hundred and eighty dollars. Just one. It was just, just that one. one. Oh, they had just it, one. Oh, it went, wow! It went on okay. sale at one, mm-hmm. and the guy came in at around twelve, and he was he waited the entire hour just to get it, probably like covering the display case so no one else would see it. But uh, the minute that he was allowed to buy it at one, he he just bought it and he left. He didn't even buy the game or player. He didn't even stick around. Show it off. Nope. Wow. Nope. He just bought it and left it. But he was a on eBay. Getting so it was somehow it. advertised oh, at yeah, the time that it would be on sale. <laughs> no, I, I didn't see anything about that. So well, he knew. How did he know that? I don't know. Maybe he just came in early and just just saw it and asked. And decided to get it. Impulse. Yeah, I figured cool. it was already in the display at the beginning of the day. So. Oh, yeah, I would have impulse bought that thing, too. That, that's pretty cool. For that price, absolutely. Especially if it's one of a kind. I'm going to I'm gonna guess this event drew a slightly different crowd than the Halo event just the, the week prior. But Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> really different. You didn't go to the Halo event too, at the Nintendo no, World I, Store? I, did, I didn't go. Cause well, no, but in that New was, York. <laughs> that was, I think... Halo was on Fifth Avenue on yeah. Best Buy, was it? Yeah. That Best Buy. that place was just packed, really packed. Oh, Crowds were huge. So we have a. Uh, hmm. Was it? So you think it was a good distribution of people? It wasn't just all like kids dragging their parents along or anything? No, no, it was a good mix. Every. Uh, there were like uh, you know mostly students though I'd say, mostly like uh, people between the age of like fifteen to. Uh, maybe like 23 around there. <laughs> That's a rough estimate. Yeah. But, All um... Right. Alright. Well, thank you. You'll see it on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they, he hasn't posted it on eBay yet? We'll see. No, I don't see it on eBay. <laughs> yeah, he's waiting for Saturday. Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> cool. Maybe get some more hype on that. From this podcast, yeah, we're <laughs> that's what yeah that's what we're doing, isn't it? We're inflating the eBay price just by talking about it. Just went up by like two hundred. <laughs> well, I don't know about the actual uh, DS Lite, but I'm looking forward to getting the game tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. I've heard nothing but great things about it. Oh yeah, it's it's really good. It's really fluid. 
And I've also heard from a lot of people, and this quite surprises me, but a lot of people whose opinions I've put a lot of weight on have actually said that they think this is the best one in a long time, and it's actually better than Twilight Princess. Really? Hmm. I hear two negatives about it. One, that it being a bit too easy, and the other that the time, the, the dungeon that has a time limit being really annoying. But well, that it, the I rest mean, of the game far outweighed anything that those complaints would bring to it. But that that kind the... The time dungeon, it's uh, it's not that bad actually. Well, I've only played a bit of it, but um, the time dungeon, the the time only goes down when you're in the area where you're not protected. There's two areas in the dungeon where you can get where it drains your life and where it doesn't drain your life. Okay. So the timer only goes down where it drains your life. But after okay. that, af- after the the time limit runs out. Well, I haven't let it run out yet, but I'm assuming <laughs> that that you can you can stay in the temple, but it'll still drain your life. But as long as you quickly make it to a safe point, it, it'll stop. Right. So it's 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 not that much of so it's not really that much of a big deal. It's not okay. it's not that much of a big deal. Well, it doesn't matter. I'll get it anyway. <laughs> you know what else has time limits in their dungeons? Persona Three. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mike, you you picked that up, didn't you? Yes, I picked it up finally. Congratulations, to, uh, Mike, for joining us. Yeah, they had actually. We're glad that box. we were able to influence you. You're they one of us now. Too, we can experience a phenomenon. One of us. What about the box, Mike? They actually. I, I got the last one in the store, so they had to put it in the box and everything. Oh, uh, where'd you pick it up at? Um, I was down at uh, Bellevue Square, and I got it the. There's Impulse at GameStop. Uh, GameStop. See, that's something my GameStop doesn't do. They don't take the games out of the boxes, but I keep hearing that lately on the net. Oh, this is mine. I always ask for a sealed one. They don't buy the one by uh, by my house, but the one in the mall they do. I don't know why. Yeah, there's two near me. Neither of them do it, so I've never had to deal with that. I've heard a lot of complaints about it. Sometimes, when you get the last one, they're out of the box. Yeah, they don't. I don't. I don't even know why they would take it out of the box to begin with. <laughs> so you can't take it off the shelf and walk out with it. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Well, then maybe they do right. that. Yeah. Right. Right. You're probably just quick enough. You never get the last one. No. Well, no. Usually, what happens is I go in there and ask for it, and they tell me that oh, we only got enough to cover pre-orders. Did you pre-order it? Do you want to pre-order Madden 2011? No, thank you. Goodbye. Sorry. It's my. <laughs> My normal GameStop flow. I hate GameStop so much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate the people that work there. I hate the store. They put these obnoxious little stickers on my games, and I have to peel them off. And bugs the crap yeah, out of me. They put stickers on your games? Yeah, oh, I did have to take the stickers off. No, on the new ones. You can oh. just steam them off. No. Oh, on the, okay. Clean. I see, yeah. New release or something like that. Price tag. Price tag, yeah. Well, or if you get one of the ones that they took the game out and they're putting it back into the case, yeah. they put the sticker over the case to seal it up. And I have to tell them, please don't put your horrible little stickers on my game case because I'm just going to peel it off as soon as I get out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of silly. <laughs> if, if I just wish their upper management could learn how to you know, maintain stock in a regional <laughs> sense because they don't seem to understand the concept of supply, demand, stocking, stuff that you're going to sell. Anything. <sighs> so frustrating. 
All right. I'm finally glad I, we had a podcast where I could complain about GameStop. I've been wanting to do that for a while. Um, it beats complaining about mobile phones again. <laughs> yes. But we can always do that. No. We've got a lot of hire for that. All right. So let's move on to a World of Warcraft story. So apparently somebody went ahead and sold their character in World of Warcraft for 7,000 euros. Now, what That's is a that lot of money. money? Huh? What is, um, that, what is that in real money? Uh, probably like, I don't 10, know, 10,000, something like that. Well, That's what, one and a half to one or something like that? <laughs> More than yeah, that. A, My friend had a 13,000 euro debt, and it was like 21,000 Canadian. It's a pretty big Well, that gap, doesn't so. help us at all. $9,953. <laughs> okay, so about that in Canadian, since our dollar is better than yours. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> She couldn't wait hey, to say that on the podcast. It's important to me. I'm, I'm going to be an accountant. The value of a dollar is She has to say it for posterity because it's not going to stay for For listeners who don't realize, pauses from Canadian. From Canada. Hasn't happened <laughs> in like 60 years, but we're back on top. All right. She's from Canada. I'm just, I'm just, I, I miss the days where we could make fun of your money. And now, now you're out performing our dollar and I just feel depressed. So let's make fun of this this World economy? of Warcraft guy who paid seven thousand euros for a character. I, Which I'm I mean, sure got summarily banned. Now, I now mean, I haven't played World of Warcraft, so I I don't understand the 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 armor situation here. Is this like in Final Fantasy Eleven? If someone had like you know five of like half of all the the Dynamis weapons or something like that, or is, well, here's here's kind of the deal. Um, Tier 6 um, is something that was actually introduced not that long ago. When you move into the Burning Crusade endgame level 70 content, you start with um, uh, Tier 4, then Tier 5, and then Tier 6. Um, and honestly, at this point, you really don't have that many players that are wearing T6. Um, I play on Draenor. It's a PvE server. We're not uh, a server that's really known for dedicated raiders, we probably have zero people in Tier 6 on my entire server. I'm considered um, a dedicated player, which is not casual, not hardcore. I raid 10 hours a week. Um, I have three level 70 characters, and I have one piece of Tier 4. Um, just as an example of a, you know, of a dedicated player. And so... Um, Getting something like tier six, you're looking at about 30 to 40 hours of playtime a week. You're looking at rating five to seven nights a week. Um, you're basically doing content that, you know, a, a very small fraction of the WoW population has even thought about touching. And so for someone to sell that, actually really shocks me. Um, number one, because obviously these players are high profile as this story has, you know, um, shown. Like the, the best geared rogue on our server, everybody knows him by name. Um, he has special items that no one else has um, from old world and from new world. And yeah, if, if he were to sell his account, that would be a huge deal. And I mean, Blizzard isn't stupid. They keep track of this kind of stuff, and I would not be surprised, you know, if that account wasn't shut down within about 48 hours of it passing mm. hands. Yeah, I'm sure our re some of our listeners out there know exactly what has happened to that account. Maybe they can let us know in the 
the message board so we can follow up on it next week. Be interested to see what happens to it. <laughs> so just just to clarify for people, this guy had not just one piece of tier six armor. He had four out of five, I guess, of the night elf robe pieces, whatever you oh, would wear as a night period. elf rogue, I suppose. Just rogue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just rogue. It's not associated with the race. It's just associated with your class. Um, but four out of five is basically sort of the magic number because um, all of the new sets have five pieces and you get a special bonus at two and you get a special bonus at four pieces. Mm. So that fifth piece isn't um, is is basically for show. You don't have mm-hmm. to get it because it doesn't give you anything other than, you know, the fact that that item is probably better than what you're currently wearing. But and so these are yeah. really rare, or is it just one of those things where if you just play long enough, you'll get it? Which I guess kind of the um, same thing. But it's a little of column A and a little of column B. These mm-hmm. are really rare items, um, especially if you're talking about the uh, the two blades yeah. that are listed in the story. Um, they have a drop rate of probably like 0.1%. Fantastic. Yeah, you're looking at like exceptionally small drop rates. Um, So, you know, you're talking about killing the same boss week after week after week after week with the hope that one, let alone two of them drop. And I gotta say, I think I'd sell a character like that for $10,000. I think that... Oh, I was selling a heartbeat. That'd make it worth it, yeah. Oh, I'd... I'd, (laughs) I'd sell for you know, five thousand. Too bad for the guy who paid it, though. <laughs> yeah, pretty cow. much. Too bad to the person who paid it, because you know what? That that's just not going to last. And so sorry you got ripped you must, off, I, man. But well, I'm better I, luck I gotta next imagine time. that's one of those people who just has money and doesn't know what to do with it. And Maybe. I know they're out there, but goodness. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. Uh, just coming out within the past couple hours. Brian, you've got some details on a story, some Mistwalker announcements. What can Absolutely. you share um, for us? Uh, Mistwalker, the company formed by Final Fantasy creator Hironobu Sakaguchi, uh, created Blue Dragon, Lost Odyssey, Ash. They just announced uh, two new projects they're working on, two new RPGs. Um, first one is Blue Dragon DS. Uh, we're not sure exactly how that's going to tie into the game on the 360, except that it's within the same series, obviously. Um it's actually going to be developed by Feel Plus, which is the developer that's working on Lost Odyssey right now. Um, it's not being developed by the same team that did the first Blue Dragon. However, it is still going to be um, designed by Sakaguchi. Uh, second project they have coming is called Away the Kidnapped. Um, and this is being designed by Artoon, which is the developer that worked on um, Blue Dragon. Uh, looks like it's going to have game design and story by Hironobu Sakaguchi. Music's going to be by uh, Nobuo Yamatsu. And the character design's going to be by Naoto Oshima, uh, who did the character designs for Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, Knights, Fantasy Star 1, Fantasy Star 2, a whole bunch of games. Uh, so, seems pretty interesting. Sounds pretty cool. Um, yeah. But we don't know... Um, what I'm sorry? any any we don't know any real details about the game or gameplay itself. Aside from the names, no, we don't know a lot about the stories. Um, all we know about the gameplay is they're both going to be RPGs. Um, yeah. Based on how they're classifying them, it sounds like they're going to be traditional RPGs instead of action or strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, we do know that Away is coming out in Japan pretty soon. Actually, it's going to be coming out January thirty first, two thousand eight. Hmm. Um, Looks like they're aiming for a March release for Blue Dragon DS. So I imagine we'll be seeing 
some media on both of those pretty soon. Well, they did a good did a good job of keeping the the kidnap one under wraps, I guess. Yeah, they did. Well, that should be interesting. Let's see how they do. Uh, that character designer's got some good stuff. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oshima's very talented. Uh, basically, anything you think of from Sega, any of their iconic designs over their 20-year history, he's been behind a lot of them. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. All right. Um, Mike, I think you have some details about Puzzle Quest coming up for... What, uh, Wii and PS2? Yeah, I got a recent press release that says that uh, it's now available for the PlayStation 2 and the Wii, and that the Wii version specifically has, uh, how do they put it, it's a different kind of battle system. No, a new weapon system. Um, instead of just the standard actions, they're going to have uh, flaming sword, dragon wings, claws, uh... I think they're expanding on the whole dragon uh, area that a lot of people said that, well, you made this nice area in Chapter 3, and you did nothing with it. And it looks to me like they're going to expand it so you can find those items in those areas and actually use them in a battle in a graphical form. Cool. And, of course, hopefully I, companions will work in both of these versions. And if it doesn't crash, that would work, too. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's interesting they say that it's already available since obviously it's not it's not out right now and it's not in stores yet, but Are you just sure? looking at Yeah, well just looking at GameStop for example, they they've got the PlayStation two one showing up in November and the Wii one showing up uh, the twenty third of October. And well, we know how much those dates can change on their site occasionally, so Yeah, but um, usually not this close. Yeah, it's weird. It does say specifically now available for so, um, and and the weird part is that's a physical press release, right? So that's yes, it's actually media. in my hand. That's not normal. <laughs> so they can't uh, they can't put a well. What's the thing when you do an Outlook where you, you can did they, your did they walk that over to you? recall? <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't walk from Los Angeles here. They actually had to FedEx it. <laughs> they did FedEx it though, huh? Yeah, overnight or. Uh, I think it was two day actually. Two day, that's that's just interesting. Yeah, especially since they didn't mail it to me in email first. Usually, if I get something like this, I've already read it. Yeah. But yeah, this came out of the blue, and I was like, huh? So just a FedEx envelope with a piece of paper in it, huh? And a CD. And a CD with stuff we'll put up later tonight. All right. Cool. New new pictures of the Wii version, I believe. Oh, good. Well, people looking forward to that can check that out. Um, all right. What we got? Oh, and finally, Super Smash Brothers for the Wii. We've got a new character announced, and it is Lucas, the main character from Mother 3, the game that we all want to come out here, and Nintendo seems to just put their fingers in their ears and go, la, 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 we can't hear you. Yeah, it's, it's never coming out here. Yeah. And Nintendo hopefully, hates us. I hope they bring it out to, like, Europe or something, and then we can import it. Doesn't look like that's happening either. Yeah, that would be nice. I, but they the brought Dino over there. Why can't they bring bring this out? The fact that they're putting him in uh, Smash Brothers at least gives me hope that we might see it in some form again. Like maybe that old EGM rumor about them putting Mother One, Two, and Three on a DS cartridge. Bring that one back, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
That's a interesting thing about Tingle, though. That do you think that um, there will be more releases for Europe and not for us, or is that just like a one-off kind of thing? Do you think, think there will be more, or, or I do think, you think I think Nintendo of America is just scared about the gay jokes? To be honest with you, or just that part? Yeah, probably. Well, is that the same thing in Mother Three then? I think Mother Three also has uh, some Islam jokes. Uh, oh. yeah, it's very irreverent. It's so very instead, irreverent. we'll just let them release things like you know Manhunt too. But whatever. Well, it is also uh, I don't know if any of you guys have played it, but it's a lot darker than you would think it is, and there are some scenes in there that I don't shocking, care. I, I don't know since... what they're worried about when they have stuff like Manhunt two coming out on that console. You know, it's like violence is okay, but anything that. You know that you have to think about. Oh, we can't have that. Has Manhunt Two come out on the Wii? Um, if it's not out yet, it's, it's finally been approved. And it's on its way. Yeah, they've, it was kind of made it all fuzzy. For a very long time. Yeah, it, they made all the the death scenes fuzzy, but you know, it's still violent and still killing stuff. I don't I don't understand their thing. I'm just really glad I don't have to work at EB and sell that to people at this point. Okay, so, so cool. Nintendo, bring us Mother 3, please. Okay, on to new releases. So this week, obviously, sees Zelda Phantom Hourglass coming out. I already talked about that a little bit. Majib, did you want to... Was there anything else about the game that you wanted to mention? Or just you having fun with it, at least? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, it uses... It really utilizes the, the strengths of the DS. Of course, like, mo- most of the game is controlled by the stylus. But you also use the microphone... Like, uh, I used it uh, in two instances. Like, once where you have to, uh, there's like these huge candles, and then you have to blow them out. You have to blow into the mic to blow them out, and you have to use that to advance, like, open up a door. The second one was, uh, when I got a map, particular map. I won't say what, what map it was, but, uh, it was a bit dusty. So it had, it had dust on it, and then you just had to blow into the mic to blow the dust off. It's pretty pretty interesting. Mm. Just like little quirky things like that. Were there any and, pinwheels uh, that you had to blow or no, I, <laughs> I sailboats across like water? I don't maybe later. I don't know. That oh, doesn't no, sound the, all that the, innovative to me. I mean that's like the, going back to is, feel the magic, you know. <laughs> the boat is um the boat is the steamboat, so it's automated. You just you just plan the co- the course with the stylus, you just draw it. And but it's the steamboat is a bit uh a bit hard to control of the camera, just a little bit. Well, I just got to get used to it, I guess. Is it? Do you, do you play uh, the the GameCube one? Uh, Wind Waker. Yeah. No, I don't. I have it here though in my house, just sitting here, just waiting to be played though. Ah, well, I was gonna wonder. I was gonna ask you to compare it to the boat sequences there, but sorry, cool. can't do that. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, I haven't played it either, so. <laughs> I'm a bad, bad person as far as RP gamers go. All right. Also out this week of uh, Pantamount Excitement is uh, Chibi Robo Park Patrol. And I haven't heard anything about that yet. So I yeah, we'll... guess. But if you're a fan, I'm sure it'll be something you're interested in. We already in, but... turned our nose up at that last week, though. Well, I think. I, well, but not with anything really concrete. So. <laughs> Yeah, Brian did. The rest was kind of like, what? Yeah. Oh, well. 
just making sure people know it's out. And uh, RP Gamer has posted reviews for Etrian Odyssey. And yes, we know it's been months, but it took a while, okay? And uh, Mike, I wanted to check with you. Do we got a Soul Nomad review coming? Um, yes, it will be up by tomorrow. Probably by the time this podcast is posted. All right, cool. Because that was out last week, and I'm sure people are eager to know whether or not they should go pick that up. All right. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's any RPG-related downloadable games this week. Did take a look and didn't see anything. Didn't notice it. So. We'll no, this week it's just just a shooter and a platformer. Well, and on 360 and PSN and nothing really. Well, PSN they don't really release a lot of stuff, but I think well, 360 was Tetris this week. They've been doing well back. recently, but yeah, because they did have that folklore demo a while back. But. All right. Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lines is out next week, though. That should Hyped be fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. Get Second that best. Slim PS3, hook it up, and oh my gosh, just play. Yay, a reason to use my PSP again. <laughs> Second best strategy RPG. Behind Tactics Older? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I never got to play that, so... You know, I've, <laughs> I haven't liked any of the Tactics Ogre games. I love Ogre Battle, but not Tactics Ogre. There's only one real Tactics Ogre game. The GBA one doesn't count. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't like the sole Tactics Ogre game that I played. I oh. much prefer the Ogre Battle ones. Okay, but Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll have a lot to say about that. Um Probably not next week, but the the podcast after that when we've all had a chance to play it. Uh, Cool. And also coming out next week for the three or four of you out there with the PS3 would be Folklore. And I don't know what to say about that other than my comments on the demo a couple weeks back. And uh, see how that turns out. See if the story's worth it. And uh, if the action sequences hold up. We have a couple of regulars on the forums that have a PS3. Um, Master Chief, especially, um, is one that will often post um, impressions of you PS3 games. You just gave a massive boost to his ego. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. But yeah, he, he often does like a first impression of a game after he's played it for about five hours, and he'll post it to the board. And it's actually really interesting, just because there is a lot of us that, that haunt the message boards that don't have a PS3. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you very much... I don't see why you would care then, because if you don't have a PS3, why is it? Because I like reading um, his impressions, and I'm I'm still looking, I'm still debating between a 360 and a PS3. Uh Um, You know, they're both going to be expensive purchases, so I want to make sure that I'm getting the system that basically has the most RPGs. And right now, I'm still waiting. Yeah, sadly, I think it's going to end up being a situation of most RPGs now or most RPGs then. But see how it works out. Moving on, I want to give another plug to our sound test contest. Saga Noir is still running. Um, Again, we need you to compose a arrangement of a Saga battle track, and kind of like, well, I guess just any track from a Saga game in the vein of the Black Mages. So lots of guitar, organ, lots of stuff going on. Make it sound cool and rocking. And you got until October 15th to do that. 
the winner of the overall contest that Saga Noir is part of, the grand audition, will get to become RB Gamer's resident um, arranger. So, kind of an interesting prize. Anyway, get, get your submission in there. It should be fun. And uh, there's also a prize of winning uh, the album Piano Squall. Uh, well, the album is called Game from the artist Piano Squall. It's a good video game pianist. And shit. there you go. We have also a new hire situation. RP Gamer needs you to come and post news and help us out. So if you would like to apply and become part of the site and get to do nothing but go dig up good information on RPGs in your spare time and post it up for the web for everyone to see, please come to the site and uh, submit your application and we'll be very interested in giving you an interview and seeing if you can join. So I also wanted to give a shout out to any of you who are enjoying the podcast. Um, <clears throat> we would really appreciate you going to maybe iTunes and submitting a review on it. It might just be for my own ego that I say that because I, I get sad when I look on our little entry on iTunes and I see zero reviews and I think, oh, but I know you guys are out there and you guys are liking it because you're posting on the boards, but maybe you can do me a favor, but whatever you want. <laughs> All right, now enough of that. Back to uh, what's going on in people's gaming for this past week. What RPG has been consuming your times? Um, who's got an interesting summary to say about their, their RPG playing this week? Anyone? I've been uh, doing a uh, marathon replay of the Suicoden series. I finished uh, Suicoden 1, Suicoden 2. I'm now in the third game right now. Having a blast. Haven't played them in a while, and I definitely needed to get back into them. So that's like, you've been doing nothing but that then, huh? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> wow. It's got to take a lot of time. It's worth What's it. your it's favorite, favorite Suicoden? The second one is, is very much the best, but I also okay. love the third one, and the fifth one is very good also. But you will be playing all five? Uh, I might skip over the fourth one because it sucks. <laughs> I haven't decided yet. <laughs> Still have a little well, bit of time before I have to make that decision. Probably a good reason. <laughs> So much for the clean tag. All right. <laughs> so, what have you been doing? You can, you can bleep that out. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get right on it. <laughs> what, what have you been doing, Anna Marie? Um, I've been playing more Redstone, as I was talking about last week. Um, I actually managed to party with a couple of really interesting people, um, and it turns out that they were in the process of making a guild. Um, to, to make a clan in Redstone actually takes a million gold. Um, and, and three people over level 50 to perform um, three different quests. So um, not not anybody can make a guild. You do have to have some minimum goal, uh, gold and level requirements. But um, the neat thing about clans in this game is clans actually take a small portion of your experience and clans themselves level up. Now, for anybody that's listening and has played Ragnarok online, they're very familiar with this concept, but I've never had that before. And so it's actually uh, very novel to me and very neat because what happens is, is every time your clan levels up, you get a skill point, just like your characters do. And the clan can specialize in um, adding more members, it can specialize in um, higher stats, and the neat thing about it is we're actually working on a specialization for a um, specific class now. Um, the leader and um, one of our most active um, members, they're both um, the 
priest class. And the priest class is really, really important um, in this case because both of our priests at play have a, a party heal and resurrection, which are both actually difficult skills to, ha- to actually acquire. Um, it takes very, very specific skill-ups to do that. And so they are an absolute boon to our guild. Um, they're, they're fabulous people. They're willing to do any kind of, you know, questing or leveling that you want to do. And so we kind of want to, um, put these, put these skill points into leveling up the priests specifically as a kind of thank you for, for being available and, uh, mm. and getting those awesome party, party, uh, party spells together for us. Cool. Um, as for myself, um, I'm up to level 42 on my character. It's not terribly big, but I, uh, I've been playing my, my princess. I've been branching out into Little Witch a little bit more. And after looking at some of the um, skills that I could go into, I realized that there's actually an entire set of party buffs and self-buffs that you can do on the Little Witch. So um, I have a scream now that um, paralyzes everything around me. And I have also, that's just an automatic skill. Whenever I have the, the points to do it, I automatically do it. And I also have a new skill that I just picked up where um, all of the luck of my party is raised. And that's great because that's avoiding hits, getting hits, and actually getting special item drops too. So that's super, super exciting. And uh, I'm, I'm really liking the game. It sounds like it. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, personally, I've uh, played a very little bit of Persona 3, and that's pretty much it for RPGs for me, which makes me feel sad. Too much real life getting in the way of my RPG gaming. But, uh, Majid, you've been playing uh, some Phantom Hourglass. Is that pretty much it for you? Yeah, uh, no, I just finished up uh, Persona 3 as well. Oh, okay. I finished it, uh, I played through my second playthrough. So I clocked in about 120 hours on that. On your second playthrough? Uh, no, total. Oh, okay. I was going to yeah, say. Just, <laughs> oh, no, no. That's too much. That'd be, that's nuts. That would be, that would then, if it was 120 on just the, the last one, it would yeah. be around like 190 hours. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. It's not as crazy as it sounds. Well, yeah, I guess there is one game I've played that tops out 190 hours, and that would be uh, the Pokemon game that just came out for DS a couple months ago. You've had another. Speaking of that, yeah, I had another reason to pick it up this week, because Toys R Us on Saturday released, uh, or was having available for download, Manaphy. It was the first... This yeah. is the Pokemon game that you two played throughout the uh, Microsoft and Nintendo press conferences at E3, correct? Um, yes. We didn't play at the Nintendo press conference. Yeah, um, we, did. we did. I was sitting no. right next to you. No, it was yes, PicoChat. No, you were playing Pokemon. Well, I was playing I Pokemon. We, I, I think we were him. playing Pokemon at the beginning, and then you were playing it even during. But, yeah. <laughs> it was only at the beginning of the Microsoft press conference. We had to do something no, while breaking in our butt. No, it was through the whole Microsoft press conference because that it was, was boring. No, it wasn't because I know it wasn't because I was maybe you weren't mesmerized watching Peter Moore play um, Rock Band or attempt to play Rock Band and other things like that. But anyway, All right. <laughs> it was pretty boring. So, anyway, Manaphy, Toys R Us. <laughs> 
I gotta say, I really this is my first event Pokemon, so I was uh, excited to take part something that apparently was a something I didn't get to experience maybe ten years ago when it would have been more age appropriate. <laughs> um, but uh, the uh, Pokemon comes in a special ball, which I thought was fun, given the you know you get. You play that game for 200 hours, you get a little bit bored with the animation. So this one comes out with a little kaleidoscope of colors, and that's uh, something to liven things up. <laughs> Other than that, doesn't seem all that useful. I don't know. What did you think, Mike? Kind of a boring little water Pokemon so far for me. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I actually talked to my father about it, and he says he took it through the Elite Four, and it, it can uh, deal some serious damage out to the fire. Oh, okay. Um, I assume because it's a pure type. Uh, that it could yeah, do that, but special attack didn't seem that high. So, no. The, well, also, what's your nature? Maybe your special attack is down. Oh, might be it. Yeah, it's lower than the normal attack for mine. Yeah, I didn't check the numbers. Uh, my nature was neither beneficial nor hurtful. Okay. So I didn't worry about it, but uh, I played with it a little bit. It's uh, it's nice. It's definitely for the. Uh, collector. It's not yeah. going to be a main party Pokemon. And it's at level 50, and I don't want to go back and level level 50s for a while. Yeah. And I gotta say, you're probably the only person I know, one of the very few people probably who exist, who can say that you talk about Pokemon with your father and, like, we're actually talking technical details about usefulness of Pokemon with their with their parents. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I actually called him and said, um, don't forget to get Manaphy, and he's like, oh, yeah. And technically, your father is a grandfather, so, wow. That's just crazy. Yes, actually, I was smart enough to think on the fly to grab a second one because his, his son, I guess that would be my nephew, <laughs> Uh, was out of town and couldn't get Manaphy, so I grabbed a second one with my pearl cartridge and sent it to him. Well, if his son is your nephew, then that means he, your father is your brother. No, no, no. His grandson. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm having flashbacks to sixth grade <laughs> logic tests right now. <laughs> Sorry. I love those, by the way. Those are awesome. Uh, it's, it's the beauty of not having backspace uh, in conversation. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Uh, you know, text I, I can't say that's terribly uncommon. I mean, I played the Pokemon CCG for at least the first two years that it was out. And my granddad played that with me. Hmm. Like to entertain you or like as like actively participating and would go out and play no, on his own? No, it's like he was sincerely interested in playing it. And nice. uh, he, uh, he wouldn't go to the game store with me, but we'd play at home. I mean, oh. he'd drive me to the game store. He was interested in, you know, the kind of decks that I had and how often I was playing. And he, he I had think like the card games are a little different though. Stuff down. I think those appeal a little more to different crowds. So I don't know. My granddad was like seventy something at the time. That's mm-hmm. you got to give him some props pretty, for that. Oh, I oh I will. Yeah. I just know that my dad has picked up Magic: The Gathering, and played that with me, and he would probably have. Oh, I know he would have absolutely no interest in playing Pokemon. Play Tetris, though. That's about it. <laughs> My father played Magic with me, too. Nice. Ah, well, there we go. Maybe we should have a feature on Pokemon playing relatives. Well, <laughs> where we could go with that. <laughs> if you get any uh, ideas, post them in the forums. Nowhere? <laughs> yeah, I'm going with nowhere. 
Aww. <laughs> Shut down. Alright. That's, uh... Well, I guess that's it for, for what we've been playing, huh? Um, well... Uh, I did finish Soul Nomad. Alright. And, um... Actually, the annoying thing was, is with the Manaphy was, I was sitting there and I'm like, great, I've got a new Pokemon to play with, and it's like, Nintendo just knew that people were stopped to play their game because it just sucked me right back in. I was like, okay, now I gotta mm. go and I'm gonna go level some more, and I'm like, wait, yeah. why, why am I doing this? I have other things <laughs> to do. But here I am, playing Pokemon, so. Uh, just means we got a battle is all. <laughs> yeah, if your team is ready. No. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we don't have to do it in Revolution anymore. Yeah, I know. Ugh. No, we may have, no. We got to play it in Revolution because I got to get my fifty dollars worth out of that because we played it once. That's just sad. That was, that was enough. <laughs> Trust me. No. Nah. All right. Well, um, we've just hit the uh, forty-five minute mark, so I guess we've got our requisite minutes in and. Uh, <laughs> And we've hit our quota. We've hit our quota. Yeah. No, does anyone else have any uh, any cool things to talk about? I uh, I just want to give a shout out to Frozen Babylon on the boards. Um, I kind of cheesed him off this past week, and he uh, he took a few days away from the boards to chill and work some overtime. But I'm sorry, FB. I hope you're not mad at me anymore. All right, and that's our public service announcement for the week. Um, Okay. That is absolutely touching. I, I'm all warm inside right now. Yep. I'm shedding tears. Oh. Can really oh. feel it. Yes, RP Gamer, feel the love. All right, well, I want to thank you guys for joining us for another week, and uh, thank you, panel, for being our podcast. I don't know what I should call you guys. Thank you, RP Gamer dude staff peoples. Yes. RP Gamer crew, talking. man. Alright, thank you RPG crew For being awesome and, and no, RPG crew the, well, I gotta give it some street cred, right? Yeah, yeah Longest thank yeah. you <laughs> We're all down with that Yeah, we're down with it for reals, yo Right? No? Don't no. Don't. <laughs> don't make f- right. Don't ever get Fox on here to talk ghetto Cause <laughs> Alright Well, this has been another RPG cast We will see you next week Bye